Welcome to The Five. The same five questions, a completely different experience every time. I met today's guest through a mutual love of cosplay, and we've even traveled around together and was guests at different conventions. She's literally my Fiona to my Finn, and I've got some pictures to prove it. So how about you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, everybody. I'm Bethany. Um, like Brad said, I've been a cosplayer for a very long time, like over 10 years. Um, I think we met at a Renaissance fair through mutual friends. Um, and you were dressed up as the doctor, and that's when I was just like, oh, I like him. He's cool. Um, but, you know, other than cosplay, I am also um, an exotic dancer. Um, I do OnlyFans. I have a normal person job, too, so I'm just kind of all over the place. But, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's just a little bit about you. You are an amazing person. Uh, I'm just going to add this in. You're an amazing person. And I will say you are the person that no, you, people should not mess with. Like, <laughs> she is tiny, but she can be scary, folks. Tiny people only have room for one emotion. So if it's anger. She's taken care of me a few times. And I mean, she's actually been the one to defend me. So <laughs> nobody messes with my friends. So you know the drill. I'm going to ask you five questions. Just take your time, answer them however you like. And let's get started with what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? Okay, so this is the one where I was like, I can't remember if this is real or did I dream this and it just felt super real but I'm pretty sure this was real I'm pretty sure this happened um I was with my best friend on a vacation and I can't remember where we were I think we were like in Florida or we were in California it was one of those and this lady came up to me I don't even remember where we were but she started talking to me like she knew who I was and I was like well okay listen I'm not that famous so you know, I don't have that big of a following as a cosplayer. So I know this lady doesn't know who she's talking to and she thinks that I'm somebody else. So she starts talking and I'm like, I, I am so sorry. I think you have the wrong person, like trying to be very nice about it so she doesn't feel embarrassed, but she would not let up and she would not take my whole, like, I don't know you as an answer. And she kept saying, no, 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 I know you, we've met. Don't you remember this, this, and this? And I'm like, nope, I do not remember. And I have I probably have one of the worst memories when it comes to meeting people who are just not constantly around me. It's like, I'll meet you, and then you go away, and so does the memory, and I can't help it. That's just my brain, but, like, I know I never met this woman, <laughs> but she kept, like, being like, and didn't you go to this person's house on this date? And I was like, lady, I don't live here. I don't live, I live in Tennessee, and so unless you were in Tennessee at one point, I can't help you. But I just remember it being like, how many times am I going to have to tell this lady that I don't know her and that nothing she says is going to make me remember somebody that I don't know and have never met? I just felt so sorry for her. So, like, I just started kind of playing along like, yeah, I totally remember that. Like you do when people come up to you and are like, do you remember me? And you're like, no, no, I don't. <laughs> That's probably the weirdest one. Um, there was another one, I know this happened because it's ingrained into my mind, um, my, again, with my best friend. It always happens with my best friend. Um, but we were at a gas station here and we were just getting gas and like this old man is next to us filling up his gas tank and he's got like this little Miata and, um, he like was turned away from us. So we were next to him 
and he kept pulling his pants up. So we weren't like really watching, but I was just like, man, this dude needs to get a belt. His pants keep falling down. And then I realized he was doing it on purpose because he was wearing a woman's thong and like doing that thing. And he was getting some kind of sexual kink out of it, whatever. He should have paid me for that. Um, but he, uh, he just kept doing this thing, leaning over his car and like pulling it down. Like I'm talking all the way over his butt. And it was just, it, and it's an old man butt. And I'm just like, not only was I scarred, but now I like, the, the thong is just ingrained into my memory. It was pink. It was a pink lacy thong. And this old white man just pulling his pants down and pulling back up. And I was just like, is there anybody, anybody else see that this, am I the only one that sees this? So me and my friend were just like, click with our phones because why not if he's gonna do that I'm gonna put it on the internet so there <laughs> and then like after he left and then a cop rolls up and I'm like where were you where were you <laughs> but those are those are the two weirdest things that I think have ever happened to me <laughs> I'm gonna supplement this one I don't normally jump in on the conversation but I have had a weird and we we actually talked about it just a little bit before we got started. I've actually had a weird event happen with you. We were actually at a convention together, and uh, you have a cute little dog named Rocket. And Rocket had drank some water from the tap that had too much chlorine in it. And so in the middle of the night, Rocket gets sick. And... Well, it's actually early in the morning. We have been drinking a lot on <laughs> a these lot. conventions. <laughs> That's kind of one of the things that uh, we did at the conventions. A lot of times they would just kind of give us alcohol at everything if we were we were there. And so uh, I remember you're like, hey, I need to take Rocket home. Uh, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go with you. And you were like, you are still pretty drunk you should probably just relax and go back to bed and I was like no no I was like I, I want to go just in case you need me and everything and I'm really dead weight at this moment to you so it was helping you zero for well, me to go it's okay <laughs> but we start driving down this road and I will say at the time I didn't have a beard anything I actually cosplayed uh, Wolverine a lot and I had the mutton chops and I had on the whole get up and everything like that because we were planning to to go to the convention and everything and so uh, we drive and I just start feeling so sick I am so sick and I am mortified because I am going to have to get sick in front of you and I'm like holding it holding it holding it I'm like do not get sick and we're taking some turns and everything like that and I remember like just not wanting to say it but I was like Bethany I need you to pull over just as soon as you can and we pull over in like Nashville at this like busy intersection it's Harding Pike I remember the exit <laughs> Yes, and there's like cars everywhere, and I had, I thought, you know what'll settle my stomach is a pure protein bar, and I ate that before we left, and it just became goo inside my stomach, 
And so I crawl into the median while you're sta- you're like standing there watching me, and I just proceed to throw up all in the median while cars are there at the red light watching and everything. And I look like Marvel's Wolverine just throwing up. And people like start rolling down their windows and taking pictures of it and videos of it. And I have to say, you know, I wouldn't even say that's weird. I would say that was just a fun moment shared between the two of us. And I just wanted to throw that in. It was a fun moment. But to be fair, I got sick in front of you at some point, too. So we we got even with each other. (laughs) I think we did. (laughs) And plus, like, Dragon Con, I think I was, like, dressed as a Morton Joe or something. And I was just like, I'm going to take all this off. I hope you don't get scared. Because, like, I had my eyes blacked out. But, like, I also had a wig on, so when I took everything off, it was awful. And I was just like, I'm going to scare him away. I hope not, but (laughs) thank you for not getting scared away. (laughs) And very quickly, you actually taped my Hercules leggings to my legs with toupee tape once, and we had to take them off, which took every bit of hair on my legs every place it was. That was, it was like a a Brazilian wax almost, because that, those leggings go up into places, uh, the unmentionable areas. They went pretty high up your butt cheeks, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, that's good times. Still one of my favorite videos. <laughs> so let's move on to the second question. What's the scariest thing that's ever happened to you? Oh, this one. Um, so one night I was working at the uh, strip club that I work at, and it was our old location. So it was like, We actually had a parking lot at this location. We don't at our new one. Um, So the parking lot was really close to the club. Like you, we would get walked out to our cars and everything. Um, And there was this customer in there. And I just remember him being a complete dick the whole night. And he was, um, he was pretending that he was foreign, but he wasn't because like he had an American driver's license. So like he's, he's been here for a while Um, And he spoke English really well when he wasn't, like, trying to get something or trying to get out of a dance. So, like, I knew he wasn't for him, but he kept pretending to be. Because every time I would go up to him and be like, would you like a dance? He'd be like, no English. And I'm like, really? Because you were speaking it a second ago to the waitress. So, that's a lie. So, I I just kind of left him alone. And he kept following me around the club. And he kept trying to, like, talk to me. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I'm working. And I know that you're probably here just trying to pick up a stripper, but that's not how that works. Like, none of us want to go home with you, um, ever. So, like, no. So I just ignore him the rest of the night. I think at one point I do snap at him to te- and I tell him, like, unless you're going to pay me, you need to go sit down and stop following me. So I thought that was the end of it. So the night rolls on. It's, like, four in the morning. Club's closed. We're getting... We're Me and my friend are leaving, um, and we're driving home because we live in the same... At this point, we live in a house that we're renting. Um, and so, like, I'm not paying attention. So I'm just driving home. I'm tired. I'm ready to take my makeup off and go to bed. And so I pull into my driveway, and my friend starts to get out of the car, and that's when I realize there's somebody blocking the back of the driveway. Now I can't get out of it, and I don't know this car... And it's also four in the morning, so why would there be somebody at my house? And so I'm like, do not open that door. Close the door and lock it right now. So she does, and she's like, why? I was like, somebody just followed us home. 
Like, there's a truck blocking our exit, and I can't get out no matter what we do. So, like, just stay in the car and do not get out. And he just stays there. He doesn't get out of his car, and, like, he doesn't move. It's not like somebody is just trying to look for a street sign or something, because it's four in the fucking morning. Like, what are you doing? And so, like, we call the manager at the club, and we're just like, I think somebody followed us home. And we just want to, like, talk to somebody just in case something happens. So we have our manager on the phone, and he's kind of just, like, staying on the phone just in case something happens. So, like, he's not moving. I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to do something. So I kind of roll down my window, and I lean out, and I go, what? What do you want? And it's the guy that followed me around all night at the club. And he's try. I don't know what he's saying, because at this point, I'm both very angry and very scared and I'm very tired and I just want to go back inside and like chill and so he starts saying something and I'm not listening to him because at this point I've had it and I say if you don't drive the fuck away right now I'm going to call the cops and so he doesn't drive away so at this point I have like a little knife in my car so I grab it And I get out of the car with my phone so he can tell that I'm trying to record him. Because usually that'll scare people away. So I get out of my car with my little knife that I know is not going to do anything. And I'm hoping he doesn't have a gun. But at this point, like, you know, I could call the cops, but he'll probably leave by the time they get here. And, like, we smoke weed. I don't want those. I don't want cops around my house. Like, fuck you. No. So, um... (laughs) Like, I get out of the car, and I've got my phone on, and I'm like, if you don't drive away right the fuck now, I'm about to call the cops. I'm about to get your license plate number, so if you do drive away, I'm gonna have them follow you. And so he he finally, like, kind of goes, but then stops again, and then my friend gets out of the car, and she's louder than I am, and she's like, motherfucker, if you didn't just hear her, I'm gonna fuck you up if you don't move. And that finally, like, it got him to go away because we were making a lot of noise at four in the morning and people were starting to turn on their lights. So that's the scariest thing that's ever happened to me. That's terrifying. Yeah. And you you kind of wonder what people are thinking. What's What was his end game out of this? I, I don't know what he thought he was going to get. Like, I mean, I understand people do follow dancers home. Oops. Alarm for some reason. Uh... People follow dancers home, but, like, you never know why, because it could just be um, somebody trying to stalk you. It could be, you know, somebody trying to rob you because you just got out of the club and you have money on you. Um, You never really know. I have a taser now, um, so that's nice, but that still won't help me against somebody who has a gun. So you just always have to be around, like, be aware of your surroundings at all times. It sucks, but you have to. So, I don't know what he wanted. (laughs) So, I guess we can move on to question three, which is, what has been the most memorable moment of your life so far? Uh, I think you probably know the story I'm going to tell. I got to ride in a parade with Stan Lee, and I was dressed as Gwen Stacy. Um, So, how I got to do this, uh, Dragon Con was having a... Uh, contest because what was it um they were celebrating stanley i think it was like i can't remember the reason that's terrible i think i was just the fact that i did it shut up rocket um the fact that i did it just kind of overshadowed 
why we were doing it. So I can't remember the exact reason why I won this contest, but Dragon Con put on a contest and it was um, because Stanley was the uh, grandmaster. I don't know what they call the parade head. Um, Grand Marshal. Grand Marshal. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so he was the Grand Marshal of the parade and they wanted um, Spider-Man villains and villains, Spider-Man characters to like be in the car and surrounding the car with him so they had a cosplay contest basically and um they were looking for a mary jane and they were looking for a gwen stacy and they were looking for a villain it could be any spider-man villain so um i dressed up as gwen and i had uh some photos taken when i was at another convention called anime blues con in memphis and so I submitted my pictures. They chose one to vote on. And I was up against a lot of other people. And they were all really good cosplayers. So, like, the fact that it happened is just astounding to me. Um, because there were some there. I was like, oh, no, she's way better than I am. So, <laughs> like, I didn't think it was going to happen. But they also did it off of popular votes. So um, you kind of had to campaign for yourself. And I'm very, very lucky to have the friends that I do because I have friends in California who do voice work. I have friends um, over in the UK. Like, I have friends all over the place. And it was just, I was just very, 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 very lucky and very blessed that, you know, everybody helped me and I won the contest. And then come Dragon Con, I had to get up ungodly early on that day and you know my schedule I don't do that well I do kind of but not that early and um so I get up at like 5 a.m because I'm nervous and you know I want to like make sure that I get all my morning stuff out of the way um get my coffee drink and then put my makeup and stuff on um and then I head down and uh another girl from Nashville uh, Ginger Osnap, she was Mary Jane. She was chosen for Mary Jane. And we had met um, earlier, I think. And we just decided, why don't we meet at the Starbucks and we can walk together so nobody gets lost. So we did that. Um, and so once we finally got to the parade area, of course, Stan's coming in last because, you know, he's not going to sit out in the sun in the early morning when he doesn't have to. And I don't blame him. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> um, so... You know, we're waiting, we're waiting. We finally meet uh, the person chosen as the villain. And um, uh, she was dressed as Mysterio. And oh my God, her Mysterio was amazing. Like you could not see through the helmet at all. Uh, I think she could though. I'm pretty sure she could. And she had like smoke coming out. I was just like, damn, <laughs> all y'all making me look bad. <laughs> um, and so we get into the convertible and then... We're waiting on Stan to come up, so he gets driven up, and I'm just like, oh my god, this is really happening. Stan Lee is right next to me. So they get him in the car on the back first, and then I'm on one side, Ginger's on the other, and um, our Mysterio is walking behind the car, kind of like chasing it. And I just remember Stan is the most sarcastic person I have ever met in my life. Like, it's that fun sarcasm where you don't, you can't tell if he's being real or not at first. And then you're like, oh, no, he's just joking. Because, like, the whole time he was just like, when is it starting? 
Like, we've been sitting here for a minute, and then it starts moving, and he goes, is this as slow as it's, is this how slow it's gonna go the whole time? Like, he has never been in a parade, he knows. And so, um, he's just, like, doing, like, little witty comments here and there, and then, you know, the best moment was when he started, you know, doing the Spider-Man flip and going Excelsior, and I was just like, oh my god! I'm gonna cry, but there are cameras everywhere, so I can't. <laughs> so I'll just wait until after the parade. And then at the end of the parade, he said he like hugged both of us and then he kissed me right here. And I was just like, oh, I'm never washing this cheek again. But I had to, but you know. <laughs> oh, he's so, he was just such a good person. He was so fun to be around too. Very sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can say, I remember when you were like campaigning for yourself and everything like that and it did not surprise me in the least that you were the person chosen and i will say when you say a lot of people there's like hundreds of thousands of people that go to dragon con alone so we're talking when you say a lot of people we're talking thousands and thousands of people this was this was like this wasn't a small convention. This wasn't a small event. You know, I mean, this is Stan Lee. So, but it still didn't surprise me because you are that talented. And so, I I had I had no doubt you were going to be the person. And I was out there watching that parade when you done it. So. I think I saw, I think I waved at you because I saw you and you were on the other side. And I was just like, I know you. <laughs> I mean, one of my best friends is like, with Stan Lee, this is kind of like a geek orgasm moment, you know? So, like, I'm living vicariously through you. I touched the hand that touched Stan Lee. <laughs> Scott Pilgrim moment. <laughs> well, I always hate to bring it down after this one, but the next question is, what is the saddest thing that's ever happened to you? Uh Luckily, not a whole lot of sad things have happened to me in my life, which I'm very grateful for. But I think the saddest thing that I, has ever happened to me was when I was in high school. Um, so I had my very first dog ever. Uh, his name was Cinnamon. And Cinnamon was my favorite because he was like a chow mix. And his hair was the same color as my hair. We had the same colored hair. And so like, he would let me lay on him and you could just never tell where our hair, whose hair was what. And so we always like, we were just cuddle buddies and he was the sweetest dog in the world. And we would let him just run around the neighborhood. Cause we lived on a cul-de-sac in the South. Like not, there's no reason to not let your dog run around. So we let him run around a lot and he never did anything. Like the most he would do was bark. If like he was locked in his pen, which we stopped doing because he would bark. And, um, so one one day we let him run around and we had been having problems with this fucking old lady neighbor that lived right kind of catty corner to us. And I don't know what her beef was, but she kept calling animal control on us because our dog was out and there wasn't like a leash law. This was way back in the day. Like there wasn't like a neighborhood leash law and people just always let their dogs roam around the street. So there was no reason for her to do that. And um, Cinnamon wasn't getting into anything, like, he wasn't doing anything. He was just going to visit his friends, and he would come right back when it was dinner time. And then, so, I remember in the morning, you know, getting ready for school, um, 
hugging Cinnamon goodbye, and he's, like, happy, he's alert, he's fine, and then, you know, I think probably my mom let him out, because she didn't have to go that day, or my dad had to go later, um, and so when we were at school, my mom called us into, she was the guidance counselor, so our mom called us into her office during the middle of the day, and I was like, well, that's weird, because most of the time, it's me going to my mom's office to get a late slip so I don't get in trouble. Um, but she said, something's happened, and we had to put Cinnamon down. And I was just, I was so heartbroken because I was just like, he was fine this morning, and he's not old, and I'm not prepared for this mentally because I'm still a child, and um, you, t you just told me my best friend died. So um, I started crying, and then when we, when later... Um, we were told that he was poisoned because he had, like, uh, I think they said he had antifreeze in his system. And what we think happened, which we can't prove, but we think that our navy, our neighbor left um, antifreeze out on purpose. And luckily, she doesn't live there anymore because, you know, I'm vindictive. <laughs> but uh, that was probably the worst thing that, like, happened in the to me in the... Uh, when I was little, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a horrible death. Yeah. Antifreeze poisoning. Yeah. That's... Fuck that bitch. <laughs> Fuck that yeah. bitch. I hope she gets paper cuts and has to grab lemons all day. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that's gonna harm an animal, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're not worth being around. I agree. Also, I'm going to hurt you if you harm an animal. <laughs> and you will. I will. But I have to be I have to see it being done and just be like, "Do I go to jail for this? Is it worth it?" Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You've made it to the last question, Aww. which is based on your life experience, what is the best advice you can give people out there listening? I would say probably since we're in the age of social media and people just wanting to like be popular and be the best and be out there, I would say the best advice I can give is stop worrying about your following numbers. Stop worrying that you're not the most popular person in whatever you're doing. Um, if it's a hobby, it's supposed to be fun. Yes, you can monetize it, you can market it, but stop being so obsessed with the fact that maybe this person has way more followers than you or this person, like, is better than you. Just stop comparing yourself to other people because, one, you're going to have anxiety the rest of your life, which is going to give you wrinkles and it's going to make you grind your teeth. Don't do it. Um, but, two, like, that's just not a good way to live your life. Like, you should just live it doing what you love and be happy about it. It took me a long time to learn that lesson because I was I used to be one of those people I was just like, uh, why am I not getting followers? Because like I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. Why is nobody like looking at my shit? And then I realized it's because the algorithm doesn't care who you are. The algorithm is a machine. It has no feelings and companies have no feelings either. So like nobody gives a shit. So neither should you. <laughs> so that's the best advice I can give anybody. That's the one thing, like, people don't realize all of the stuff that goes on in the background with these algorithms. And the algorithms, like, 
they're based on like popular opinion a lot of times and a lot of times if you're like on the fringe of what is popular uh you get ostracized automatically by the computer it's not that people's not liking your stuff it's because they never see it they don't see it the computer has or the algorithm has deemed it and you know it's sad but like that also plays into algorithms can kind of get racist algorithms can get homophobic oh yeah uh it's it's awful because they're feeding in on like the mass like the mass consensus Mm -hmm. and we all know the mass consensus is not where it's at it's not (laughs) so you know you cannot get upset about that kind of stuff you just kind of have to to live your life do it for fun and everything like that and if it becomes something like you're focusing on and it's like painful like it may be time to give it up or just reevaluate it and see it for what it is yeah sometimes just taking a break and taking a step away it'll just help you kind of see like why do i why am i worrying about this like there are so many other things that I could be worrying about in life. Why do I care that I have no views? It's fine. Somebody will see it one day. And if they don't, oh, well, at least I had fun making it. So that's, you know. <laughs> that's the way to be? Yeah. <laughs> Makes you a lot happier as a person. It does. Mm-hmm. And and like I said, uh, a lot of times all of... All of those algorithms are made by that company to sell stuff yeah. in the end. It's it's not because they're like they're trying to promote you or anything like that. They have their own agenda out there, folks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just keep that in mind. Well, I really enjoyed this. This was fun. It was. And I'll thank you so much for uh being interviewed today and thank you for being an amazing friend and uh just and and going to bat for me sometimes whenever i needed a fiery little rocket shot into somebody well i mean anytime you need me to tell somebody to go fuck themselves i'll do it you know i will (laughs) I, i am i am too nice for my own good sometimes i know you say that a lot you're just a very sweet person and don't want to offend people and sometimes you just have to offend people but this could just be something i learned from working at the strip club so you know i'll do it for you (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate it i appreciate that and thank you again thank you I want to thank you all for listening today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Also, check out the video podcast at Handlebar ASMR on YouTube for extras.